Hello, and welcome to the Sisters in the Spirit podcast. My prayer is that this podcast would be a ray of hope for your week. My name is Sarah St. Clair, and I'm delighted that you have joined me here. We are going to connect around the life-giving truths we find in God's Word and have honest conversation about the challenges we face day to day. I want to encourage you from my own life experiences and also chat with women like yourself who have walked through seasons of suffering and yet remained strong in their faith. Sister, you are not alone. You are precious to the Heavenly Father. Let's grow together as we seek to know Christ and worship Him in every area of our life. Hey there, this is Sarah St. Clair, the host of Sisters in the Spirit, and I am welcoming you to episode 11. If you are new to this podcast, um, I'm just thrilled that you have found me and um, this place of hope and encouragement, a place where you can realize that you're not alone in whatever you are facing. You have sisters who are facing challenges as well, and we want to do it together. So um, I have a Facebook group that you can join and um, it's a fun place where we chat and talk about what we're doing during the week and um, you are welcome to share prayer requests there. Um, Just a space to get to know each other a little bit more. I'd love to be able to put a face with you and um, know that you're listening on the other side. So, um, well, friends, how have you been this week? Um, Maybe you're able to catch this episode curled up on the couch with a cup of coffee in some downtime, but um, probably for the most of us, you're listening on the go in car line, while you're taking a shower, um, doing your makeup, driving your kids around town to their different activities, um, washing dishes, laundry. Um, We all just keep so busy and I feel really privileged that you take the time to uh, tune in and listen um, no matter what um, might be on your to-do list today. So, um, I'd love to know how you are and, um, pop a message to me on Facebook, um, under Sarah Dawn St. Clair or, um, you know, join the Facebook group Sisters in the Spirit, or you can find me on Instagram at Raising Rubies Times Six. Um, Raising underscore Rubies Times Six is me. Um, 
And that stands for my six beautiful daughters that I am trying to raise to be virtuous women for the Lord. Um, it has been a busy season for us. And this weekend um, kind of was the culmination of a number of things. Um, my husband had been uh, writing, producing, directing a show at church um, called Red Letters. Um, and that ran this weekend. So there were four shows of that, um, and it went just beautifully, um, such a powerful message about how the words of Jesus Christ can transform a life and set someone who is in bondage free. And, um, I loved it, um, you can actually watch it um, because it was live streamed on our church's Facebook page. So if you hunt up uh, Beach Springs Church in Pelzer, South Carolina on Facebook, you can uh, be able to watch that um, show if you weren't able to catch it in person. So, um, and then... My daughters were all in a ballet called Coppelia. Um, all six of them were able to dance in this beautiful ballet. Um, they had two performances this weekend. And um, I had such a great time watching them all dance and um, use all of their little... Um, smiles to delight the audience and all the spinning and pointing of toes. And I was a very proud mom. So that kept us busy this weekend. And I'm just taking a deep breath and really uh, looking forward to the fact that this coming week, we will have a few less things a few less rehearsals to worry about now that those um, shows have both ended. And um, I think April tends to be a little quieter um, as far as schedule goes. But May will be busy again with another dance recital and um, one more show for this season. The girls are in Finding Nemo Jr. that my husband is directing. So... Um, you know, we keep things busy, always something, but, um, I'm sure you can relate. Um, so also in the middle of, um, well, a couple weeks ago, I had talked about birthdays and, um, you know, with six kids, you're bound to have times where there's lots of birthdays and the spring for us is, um, is that time. So early February, well, mid-February, we had two birthdays and um, and finally we're coming to the end of that string of birthdays. So Rena, our oldest, will turn 19 on Tuesday. Um, cannot believe it. So uh, we're excited to celebrate her and... Um, they always tell you not to blink. 
that your babies are going to grow really fast. And when you're in the throes of sleepless nights and diaper changes and toys everywhere, um, all the mommy play with me, I need you, um, snuggle me a little bit more, and you think, will it ever end? And um, before you know it, they're all grown up. So it's really kind of emotional for me this year, um, somewhat because she's also a senior and will be graduating in June from high school. And um, yeah, I'm just like, wow, we're almost to the end of a of a season with her and um, it's bittersweet. So I know a lot of you can probably relate to that too. Um, But if you're still in the middle thick of uh, raising little ones, um, I promise it's worth it. And you'll look back and um, just hopefully with fondness, I do. I think my biggest regret is just that, especially with that first one, you just want to prove yourself, um, prove that you can can do it and not mess up. And um, now, you know, having six, I think I've been a lot more laid back with my younger ones. Um, expectations, but not just of them, but of myself and, um, able just to kind of let the dishes sit in the sink and not feel like I'm a failure. Um, but just sit and read with my kids or, um, you know, run out to the park on a sunny day and let the laundry be Um, cause as much as all of those things are good to stay on top of, um, they're always going to be there. Um, but the children and the stage that they're in will, will pass and it'll be a different season soon. So hang in there, mama. Um, no matter where you're at in the journey, I, um, just, hope that you can capture those, um, special moments. And, um, I did not anticipate sharing about that, um, in my notes, but, um, it has been, um, a good, a good couple weeks and we'll celebrate Rena's birthday and then, um, turn our attention to working towards, um, the end of the ballet season. I teach at a dance studio and, um, finishing up all the, um, polishing of recital dances and, and then the kids, um, with the Finding Nemo show. So that'll be good. Um, well, I had the privilege of interviewing um, Connie Jarrett, 
this past week, and she was such a blessing to talk with and just hear um, what she has gone through the past five years. And I knew from watching from a distance that life had been um, hard and that um, difficult things had come across her path. But I guess I didn't realize how much and um, how overlapping the things were. Um, And I just felt like this interview was so timely for me. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, um, you know that we're in a season of um, a lot of figuring out life and um, wondering um, what is next for us and uh, stretching our faith and belief in God being at work even when we can't see um, the clear picture. And so I just felt like this interview um, was something that I needed. And so I pray that is a blessing to you as well. Um, it is a two-parter because um, Connie wanted to give uh, just an overview of everything that happened over the past um, five years or so. And then um, next Monday, we will air the second part Um, And she just goes into more detail about um, ways that God really showed up and um, blessed her. So listen in with me. um, And I know that you will be um, just truly blessed um, to see God's hand of faithfulness. And you can just hear the sincerity. of heart that Connie has of just trusting the Lord amidst really difficult situations. So I hope it's a blessing to you as well. All right. So I'm welcoming Connie Jarrett to our podcast. Hi, Connie. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining us um, on the Sisters in the Spirit. So um, tell us just a little bit about yourself and your family. Well, let's see. I have a husband. His name is Harry. He's a junior. We also have a son named Harry, who's a third. We call him Harry Three. And a daughter, Julie. Currently, both kids are in college. I um, started out with preschool with them and homeschooled all the way through the through graduation, and um, now they're in college. So we are trying to figure out life without our kids at home. Yes, <laughs> that moment everybody talks about the empty nesting, and yes. it's here. Yes, <laughs> for you. Yes. So. Um... Yeah, Connie is the leader of the homeschool um, support group that I joined back when um, I was in the middle of having babies. And um, 
as you guys have heard from one of my previous podcasts, I struggled with a lot of 24-7 morning sickness, and um, Connie was such an encouragement to um, rally the other moms in the homeschool group and help with meals and house cleaning, and um, Connie would come faithfully every week and pick up baskets of laundry and wash the laundry and then drop clean clothes back off at our house, and um, so she really was the hands and feet of Christ. Um, to me in a time where I really needed it. Um, And then on top of that, just the prayer times that we had as homeschool moms together and just leading us always to Christ to be our source of help, our source of strength and wisdom. Um, It really impacted me as a young mom. So um, I'm really honored to have her join us on the podcast and just know that she has a lot of um, wisdom to share with all of us. So thank you so much for being willing to come and share from your heart. So I'm excited to just hear um, more in depth about the things that I know I've watched from a little bit of a distance um, that you've gone through um, the past number of years and um, watched your faith remain strong and um, but also seen the struggle um, of, you know, what's going on, God? (laughs) So um, I think it will really encourage um, you as a listener today. So we're just going to jump in and hear what Connie has to share with us. Um, So where does it start um, for for you? And um, kind of as you look back, um, I know that it's been quite a, a road Um, so where do you want to take us to first? Well, I'd say probably around 2016, God really impressed upon my heart that I needed to begin to pray about what was next. My personality, for those that don't know me, um, very much, my husband would call me type A, you know, from point A to point B is a straight line, whereas my husband's is kind of a squiggly line. (laughs) You know, we kind of joke about that, but I, I enjoy having things to do. And, you know, places to go and and all the demands of life and things. And I kind of strive on that. I I thrive on that. Um, And so I thought, you know, it's wise to start praying because in 2016, I knew in two years my son would be graduating high school. And two years later, my daughter. They're two years apart. Yeah. And so I, I knew, you know, homeschool only lasts for so long. And then there's life after homeschool. And so I began to pray about that. Well, fast forward to 2018, and my son did graduate in the spring of 2018. Um, But a lot of other things began to happen in our life. And I just wanted to share sort of the timeline um, to kind of give everyone a better picture of what all was going on. Yes, yes. (laughs) So first the facts, I guess you could say. Um, in 2018 was also the year my mom, who was living in Orlando uh, at the time, of course, we're here in South Carolina, um, she had gotten sick, and I had the responsibility of arranging caregivers around the clock to be with her mm-hmm. uh, from here. And so God provided a number of wonderful people with an organization down there, and um, so I started in with that. Um, she didn't get better. Um, she ended up going into the hospital and doing lots of tests and things like that. And 
I'm making lots of trips back and forth, yeah. you know, to Florida uh, from here. Um, and basically that Thanksgiving, by the Thanksgiving time, she had been transferred to Gainesville, to the big hospital in Gainesville, because in Winter Park near Orlando, where she was living, they could not figure out what was wrong. Mm. Um, breathing issues, but, and it wasn't COVID. It was something different. Yeah. Um, but the, she went to Gainesville, uh, did a series of tests. In fact, that's where our family spent Thanksgiving that year, um, which was kind of hard. Yeah, you know, really different. Hard. Our son had started at Greenville Tech in the fall, so that was new for him, and we were figuring that out. I'd still been homeschooling my daughter, and so um, I was thankful that we were able to be there yeah. for her during that time, but it was... It was very hard. It was a little depressing going to the Boston market for turkey that day. Yes. <laughs> but um, so that was that was 2018. Um, you know, and I will say that when all of this first started, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I have no idea how to handle all this. And this has been placed on me. And so I really need you to connect me with the right people to direct my path, show yeah. me what to do. I felt that responsibility, you know, yeah. caring for my family, but now caring for my mom. Yeah. Um, I have a brother, uh, he's 16 months older, but he was just not in a position uh, for a number of reasons to mm -hmm. take the lead and, and take care of her. And so fast forward to 2019, um, unfortunately, she'd been in a lot of different uh, facilities after Gainesville couldn't, inconclusive evidence, inconclusive wow. diagnosis. Never could. They ruled out a bunch of things that sounded scary, but they never could give us a diagnosis. Of what it was. And yeah. so they were like, well, she just needs long-term care, you know. So yeah. she was shuffled around to several different places, finally got her to North Augusta, which was still two hours away from me. And I would drive there every week. Yeah. And, you know, see her and, and keep, you know, praised of her, her progress. Um, and I really was hopeful um, we had plans to move her into an assisted living that was five minutes from our house once she got better. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah, I was really excited. We turned my husband and I turned the facility and, and um, we're excited about that. Um, but unfortunately, I got a call in March, early March, that um, she could no longer breathe and she passed yeah. away. And it was such a shock. Um, she was 75 years old. Wow. And really, that is not that old. No. It is when you're 20, but when you're right. 50, you know, at the time I was, I don't remember, 40-something. But, uh, you know, it was a shock because we had hoped that she was going to get better. And yes. she didn't. And so then was the uh, facing, planning their funeral. You know, yeah. she had two siblings that live out of state and all the way across the country. Mm. Um, and you know, orchestrating all of that. I'm still homeschooling my daughter. Yeah. Um, cause I want her to finish. She wasn't going to graduate until 2020. And so meanwhile, uh, my husband's parents, they lived up in West Virginia. That's where my husband was from. Uh, meanwhile, up there, his mother had started to deteriorate in her health. And so Harry had been taking trips up there. Meanwhile, he was working at GE full time all this time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of, you know, took one thing at a time and right. we're like, okay, he's got to be there with, for his, he's an only child, you know, he's got to be there for his parents too. Yes. Um, you know, and he had work. In fact, right after my mom died, 
uh, GE wanted to send him out of country. Mm. And he said, should I go? And I'm like, no, no, you should go. You know, I mean. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my mother-in-law, she was getting dialysis three times a week, kidney failure. Also, she then was diagnosed with lymphoma. Mm. And my father-in-law, such a sweet couple. They had been married over 55 years. He, you know, they ran a business together that they created together like 40-some years ago. Um, And so she could no longer work and was sick. And he tried to run the business and help her and take care of the house. All those things. Wow. And he has Parkinson's. He's diagnosed with Parkinson's. Wow. Um, Took medicine for it. But anyway, so he... He just wore himself out, you know, taking care of her and doing all of that. But unfortunately, she deteriorated until she passed away in August of the same year. So 2019 in August, she died. both moms within the same year. Right. So both our moms Mm. passed away in one year. Um, Never would have planned that. No. (laughs) Um, Didn't expect it. Um, But then, of course, in 2020, um, I finished up homeschooling my daughter and, of course, COVID hit March of that year, yeah. as we all remember here and all over the world, really. Um, and I was done homeschooling. I knew it was coming, you know, and yet here it was, you know. Um, both my kids uh, later that fall left the same weekend. My son had been local for two years going to Greenville Tech, and yeah. so he was then transferring to Clemson. And my daughter, as a freshman, was going to go to Charleston Southern university and so um they left the same weekend yeah and I was like Lord are you sure what's going on here (laughs) although although I will tell you I was completely convinced that they were at a point in their journey and their lives that they needed to be going away to grow up to finish to to move on to the next chapter right and so there was a real sense of peace I knew you know this is totally God that they're leaving at the same time that can't not be God Right. You know, so it was hard to see him go, but at the same time, I mean, I was, I was convinced this was the right thing. Yeah. Um, so my father-in-law, he continued to struggle. Um, he has an uh, older brother by about two years who was still living at the time. And, uh, he had always taken care of his older brother. His brother's sort of on the spectrum, okay. um, for, um, not Asperger's, but, um, what do you call it? Autism. Autism thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's very intellectually smart, but yeah. not socially, and never really paid for his own bills. Or my my father in law always took care of all that for him. Okay. And so in November of 2020, when my father in law passed away, that uh, left his brother there, and we knew we couldn't leave him in West Virginia. Yeah. And so um, his dad was 89. Um, his parents were okay. believers. We knew where they were, you yeah. know, which was a blessing. Um, but Harry had never really gotten to know his uncle because he'd always lived elsewhere after college. So he had always kind of wanted to get to know his uncle. And so <laughs> as a special gift on my husband's birthday, which is t- uh, December 23rd of 2020, his uncle arrived at the same facility I was supposed to have my mom move into. Oh, wow. And so that was to me like God saying, here you go. I'm still in control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that was a great celebration. Um, and then having, and he's oh, still around. He's 93. 
(laughs) My husband visits him four times a week at the facility he's at, the assisted living. Um, And he's anxious to see him know the Lord. Yeah. And so it's kind of hard with someone, you know, on the spectrum and he's, he's working on it. Yeah. <laughs> with God. Um, so that was 2020. Uh, and then moving on to 2021, um, I didn't mention this, but when my in-laws died, uh, they left the business with 10 employees, yeah. an apartment building, um, several houses, including uh, my father-in-law's brother's house, who's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, their own house and a former house they never got rid of. It was a rental. So wow. numerous properties, 10 employees, a business. My husband has a full-time job still at GE. I'm done homeschooling, interestingly enough. <laughs> and so guess who gets to run everything and take care of everything? Honey, you wanted something to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I stepped in. I was like, you know, again, I was like, Lord, I don't know anything about this. You're yeah. going to have to guide me. You're going to have to provide people that can help me because mm-hmm. I can't do this. And so God was very faithful. Um, there was an office manager who'd been with them for a long time. She was more like a probably another daughter to my father-in-law. They were very close, and she had tried to help take care of him that last year when his wife had been gone. Yeah. And so and she was doubling up being the office manager and also trying to look after my father-in-law. And... Um, so she she stuck in there with us, and, and we had several employees that did. And we we made it through all of 2020 and 2021. Um, but the business had been failing, and because of the failing health of my in-laws and all the medical problems, and they yeah. were in their 80s. Um, and so uh, by the time we got control of it in late 2020, after my father-in-law died, we realized quickly that in order to make it stay afloat, we'd have to use the investments my father-in-law left behind. Mm. And we did that. We poured that money into the company for over a year. Um, Wow. Yeah. I mean, he had accrued a lot of money through stocks and banks and different things. And it quickly went away, you know, but we knew we we felt very responsible for those employees and they Mm -hmm. all needed those jobs. And so we had prayed about it and we're like, well, you know, we need to there's a reason we're supposed to be involved in these lives in West Virginia. Yeah. And so that became a big focus for 2021 was trying to run the business, making changes to help try to grow it if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, we considered trying to um, sell the business, but it was in the red. Yeah. You know, it never was in the black. And so you can't really sell it. No one can get a loan to buy a business that's not making a profit. Yeah. So I learned this while <laughs> while trying to figure all this out. So meanwhile, the buildings that they left behind, they had been a little bit overlooked. So there was lots of repairs mm-hmm. to be done and roofs to be repaired and replaced and all kinds of... We went ha- In the one house, there was a foundation. We had lots mm. of money to pour, you know. To, yeah. So there was just a lot, a lot going on that year. Meanwhile... Um, my daughter, uh, Julie, we knew that she had uh, scoliosis because we'd been going to Shriners here in Greenville since she was in middle school, and we had planned to have corrective surgery for her, and we'd put it off, and the doctor said it was okay to put it off until after her freshman year of college. Well, that's summer of 2021. So in the middle of all this, um, we had her corrective surgery for her scoliosis, Mm -hmm. and... um, 
that was really hard seeing my daughter go through that. Very, yeah. very painful surgery, painful recovery. Mm. She was my bed buddy for two weeks because she couldn't move. And every two hours I would get up and wake up and, you know, help her yeah. toss and turn in the bed, you know, turn from side to side or whatever. And so, but she, she survived. <laughs> we all survived. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was hard. Um, but also <laughs> it seems comical, but you know, that same summer, uh, God arranged for my husband to retire from GE. He hadn't planned it. He had just planned on keeping working, mm-hmm. but a number of things happened and it became very evident to me that God's hand was all over it. And so at the same time, she's gone through surgery and recovery. My husband retires now, he'd already been home since 2020 from COVID, like yeah. a lot of people. But in 2021, it became permanent. And so this was a huge change. My husband really struggled because the way it went down, it was not expected. Yeah. You know, our husbands, that's a lot of their identity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that had just totally changed really in a matter of days from the time he wow. realized he needed to retire. Um, and that wasn't ever really in his plan or expectations, but he came home and so trying to encourage him, trying to help him see how God's hand was in it, Yeah, you know, and encouraging my daughter, our son's going to school, summer school. He was home too, cause he had math to do at Greenville Tech yes. <laughs> every summer. Um, and so that was quite an adjustment that, that year too, a lot, a lot of changes mm-hmm. toward the end of that year. Um, became evident that the business and and all of that and employees up in West Virginia that it wasn't going to improve and I I knew that we had no plans to move to West Virginia yeah and the right thing to do would be to close the business so we determined that in March of 2022 that we would close the business mm-hmm. and so um, we sent out letters to all of the customers and of the business and our employees and let them all know back in January of 22. And so planned the the few days to go down to close the business out in March. And wouldn't you know, um, we, we were staying, when we go to West Virginia, we stay in my in-laws old house, which is our house now. Um, but we get there and the water's not working. And so for the first time we have to stay in a hotel when we get there, you know, after driving. Wow. And so as I'm walking into the hotel room, we get a call from our daughter. And she tells us that she's been diagnosed with cancer. So. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end of uh, 21, we had, we had known for about a year that she had a, one little lump under her chin. And we had had it looked at when at the time with the pediatrician and he had assured us it was okay. We'd done an ultrasound. He said, these things are kind of fluky. They can pop up, you know, get inflamed and go away. Keep an eye on it. And it hadn't really grown. It kind of just seemed to pop pop up overnight and didn't go away for a while. But I didn't say this, but in December of 21, another one popped up on the other side, right Mm. in front of her ear. And that's when I said, you know, you've got to go get that looked at. She was ready to head back to school, to college. And so I said, we've got to find an ENT down there, get you looked at. And so while she was down there in the spring, she had saw the ENT, they had done the ultrasound, they did a biopsy, all of that. And so that's why March, she called us and said, I've got 
cancer. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, of course I cried. And my husband was, we were in shock. Yeah. It's not something you expect your uh, 20, 20 year old to mm-hmm. tell you. You know, she's a pretty healthy girl, done ballet all her life, and never really sick. Yeah. You know, very blessed in that respect. But uh, that was a shock. So, uh, I don't know. That was just, you know, <laughs> it's hard to express the emotions. And I'm sure there's some listening that would would know. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of things that go through your mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my personality is let's let's deal with this. Let's charge on. Let's, you know. But for the moment, I was upset. And I remember <laughs> the first thing I said to her, something about losing her hair. And because I wanted to know how, because my daughter's not a super open person with yeah. her thoughts and feelings. And so I right. kind of wondered how she was processing. But her first words were, it'll grow back. I'm yeah. thinking about playing around and dyeing it and doing different things with it. Because she never would do that before because she had beautiful hair. Yes. And right there I thought, you know, God, you really are in control. Even yeah. though this is not fun. Yeah. But that was just a small little glimpse. You know, God is still in control. And so that summer, both kids were home again. My son doing Greenville Tech. <laughs> he had been at Clemson, but um, doing math class again in, at Greenville Tech. And Julie came home and started chemo. And so um, did several treatments and, and uh, had friends come over and hang with her when she did the chemo treatments. And, and, uh, and it's funny because she did play around with her hair, turned it pink and orange and all kinds of things. But finally, you know, some of it started coming out. And so she shaved her head. And I cried a little, but mm-hmm. she has a best friend that um, put make, does makeup and cosmetology and all that. And they had planned to do makeup on her and do a photo shoot. Aww. And um, they were fantastic pictures. <laughs> yes. And so um, it was just really cool how she was like, I'm just going to do this. And this, yeah. is, this is okay. You know? Yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah, she faced it head on. Yeah, she really did. Um, and the backstory to that is back when we first found out, Um, I had really wanted to get people to pray and I was asking, I sing in the choir at church and, um, of course in our homeschool group and different things, I'd ask people to pray. Yeah. And at first Julie wasn't, she's a very private person and she was not so sure she wanted everyone to know, but we talked about it a bunch and I urged her, I said, you know, this is your story. This is your testimony. Whatever reason God has brought this Mm -hmm. and you can use this to be a light for Jesus. And so eventually she did decide to open up a new Instagram page just for the purpose of sharing her journey called Julie's, Julie's joys, Julie, Julie's dot joys. I think it is. If you look it up on Instagram, but you can read her backstory and read her own testimony and pictures and all of that. And, and I'm just so proud of her, you know, the way she faced, faced it, you know, and how God orchestrated everything more about that later. But, um, so that was 2022. Um, that was last year. Hard to believe it was only just last year. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) it is. You know, um, like it was so long. Yeah. So she was told originally she would have four treatments. Um, but after the end of the summer, 
And I'd really wanted, because every summer, every year, I wanted to take a trip with the family to do a vacation or whatever. And we had sneaked one in or tried to squeeze one in right at the end of July, beginning of August, before they were supposed to go back last year to fall semester. Um, but the day before we were due to fly out, we were going to go to New York. Um, we had a do- uh, Julie and I had had her doctor appointment to look at her scans you know, at the end of all the chemo, they do a scan to see how well it was effective. Yeah. And she says, I'm sorry, but I can't let you fly out tomorrow because mm-hmm. uh, you still need chemo, number one, because it didn't eradicate it enough. They're lighting mm-hmm. up on the scan. And number two, you have an inflamed appendix. And that concerns me. Mm-hmm. And I did struggle. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? Right. I mean, really? Another thing? <laughs> And so we both cried. We were upset. We mm-hmm. left there, and she said, well, you've got to see a specialist. And I'm like, well, we're supposed to fly out tomorrow morning. She's like, well, why don't you see a specialist? I'll see if I can get you in in the morning. And she did. She did. But God yeah. arranged it, obviously. Right. You know, and it was at, happened to be at Hillcrest Hospital, like two minutes from my house. Right. Which was yeah, really nice awesome. close. That's <laughs> nice. So um, we went and saw him and mainly about the inflamed appendix. And, and he said, no, it's okay to go. Looks like you might have had, um, uh, it, it looks like there is something going on with it, but it's not, you just need to watch it basically is what he said. And he said, you know, because of the fact that um, her father, my husband had an appendicitis at her age, there's a 30% chance it could develop into something worse. So we, so we said plan to have it taken out. Yeah. So that meant it Christmas time before Christmas that year, last year, we on actually on the 6th of December, I think it was, um, we had her appendix taken out. Mm. Um, but meanwhile, we were able to go to New York and that was a blessing and we flew out and only missed that day. My husband and son, I told them, go ahead and go Lord willing, we'll meet you there. We may not, but we'd sent them out. And so we ended up being able to have a, a short trip. That was a blessing. But that was really hard, you know, yeah. just going through that. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> so I guess the other thing I want to say, so she had to have two more treatments. So during the fall semester last year, she had to have two more. And I, it was really uh, challenging for me. Um, because I was like, my baby is still going to do chemo. I'm not going to be there. She's got to go to school. Right. And try to do school. And so um, more about that later. But she did complete her cancer treatment at school. Wow. And so um, in October of last year, she was considered cancer-free. And what that means, not remission, but it's cancer-free. That means that she has five years where she'll have to do periodic scans yeah. And at the five-year mark afterward, if she still has no cancer, then they will say she's in remission. Okay. Yeah. So that's what she's looking at. She's had one in January. One's coming up again in April. Yeah. So that's kind of where we are right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a while, been a wild ride. I realize it's been five years. Yeah. You know, um, I didn't know any of that. When God started to prompt my heart back in 2016 yeah. to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important at this point <laughs> to say, you know, it's important to be able to listen to the still small voice. And when he tells you to pray, 
to pray. Yeah, <laughs> to lean in. And it's not always bad things. And there's a ton of good things and a lot of God instances and a lot of blessings um, that I would love to share. But the overall picture, you know, there was a lot of things to face. Yeah. And yet God was faithful. Mm -hmm. Um, He prompted me to really call out on him for strength and guidance and wisdom when I knew well, when I knew nothing, but then when I knew, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, and, and each step along. The yeah. Way. And knowing, you know, Laura, I'm not, I can't do this, Mm-mm. but you can. Yeah. And so that was, that was God showing his faithfulness through the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, through the last five years. Yeah. But, um, I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so we're going to make this a two part, um, podcast and, um, you'll want to tune in next week to hear some of the, um, deeper intricacies of, um, how Connie saw God really show up and, um, in different instances in more detail. And, um, she has some scriptures and, um, just ways that, um, she found strength from the Lord. Um, cause I'm sure all of us can relate to something part of your story, you yes. know, either parents that have passed away or, um, businesses that have had to go under or that we've had to end up juggling, Um, and, um, or, you know, diagnosis that just completely blindsided us, um, job change, um, just so many things. Um, and sometimes we do feel like it's an avalanche, you know, like it's just (laughs) keeps coming wave after wave and, um, you wonder where you're going to find the strength. So, um, we look forward to hearing, um, the rest of the story. Thank you. Um, next week. It is an honor to be here. Wow. It was a blessing just to hear how she stayed um, focused on Jesus, even um, amidst all of that. So I pray that it helps you also just find extra courage for this week and to remember um, to keep your eyes on Jesus. Um, a verse that the Lord gave me this past week was Psalm 31.7, and I just wanted to share it with you. It says, I will be glad And rejoice in your unfailing love, for you have seen my troubles, and you care about the anguish of my soul. This week has been um, just another week where I've really had to wrestle through some things with the Lord and just lean in even more to Him and His heart and trust. And um, I can honestly say that the more I just surrender and um, spend time in his presence, just even worshiping him, even when it hurts, 
even when my heart is in anguish, like the psalmist um, expressed here. He truly comforts. And um, Psalm 31, there were a number of verses um, in there that really uh, blessed my heart, but that one, number seven in particular, um, just seems so perfect for this past week. Um, but earlier in the psalm, we are reminded that he is our protection, God is our rock, and he is our fortress. So I hope that those truths can um, give you encouragement and peace um, for this week. And I'm so thankful to be part of your journey to help you focus on the Lord and just to remember that he is for you. He loves you. He cares about what you're going through and that you um, have friends and um, sisters in the Lord who are also um, just in the trenches and doing battle. Um, but it's worth fighting for our faith and fighting to remain um, strong and, um, and intentional about walking with the Lord. So that is my prayer for you this week, and I hope to catch you over on Sisters in the Spirit Facebook group. I'm going to have a couple of special things um, over there. Um, hope to hop on live at some point this week. And yeah, I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you back for part two next Monday. So remember, you are dearly loved. You are not alone. And the Heavenly Father delights in you. Bye for now.